everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Cinevile's Radio. How was your week? My week was fantastic. Thank you for asking. Now, I always start off the show with, what did you do this week? Call us up. Call us up. See what's going on. 515-602-9609. I can see how many people we have in the air right now, which is a fantastic number. We have a special guest today, Mr. Art Camacho, writer, producer, director, actor, martial artist. We're so excited to meet him today. Have a great conversation with him. I've had, I've met him several times before. A wonderful human being uh, agreed to be on the show without, without a, a second's hesitation. I was so happy. Um, so how was your week? Did you have a good week? Did we watch any good shows this week? If I can tell you about one great show that I've been watching, other than The Dark Crystal, of course, it's going to be The Good Place. Now, I was not a big Kristen Bell fan growing up. I just, well, I never watched Veronica Mars, never really cared, never really cared about her character very much, but I really started liking her somewhere along the um, talk radio circuit. And then I saw her in The Good Place, and that show is just simply amazing. Uh, funny, articulate, uh, charismatic, it talks to you about your needs, your desires. It's, an, it's really an amazing show, and I... I, well, there's three seasons right now on Netflix. Now, I wouldn't say just binge all of them, because the problem with binging, I find, is that you'll talk about a show for like a week, and then it'll disappear because it's out of your consciousness. You're going to a next show. Unless you're like me, and you watch the show over and over and over again. I would, I would not binge watch, necessarily, The Good Place. Um, it's three seasons. They're very short episodes. It's, it's like community. It's very funny, very good. Secondhand gags all over the way. Uh, but I, w- I would stay away from uh, binging this one. Take your time. Enjoy it. They're only going to have four seasons, and that show is going to be over. So that's going to be that. All right, I'm going to bring on my, my friend here, Art Camacho here. I'm so excited to have him here. I've been a lifelong martial artist myself. And to have another martial artist on here is an amazing concept, especially one that has such a long lineage and a long history in the martial arts. Let's bring him on in here. Mr. Camacho, how are you, sir? <laughs> I love it. More, more, more. <laughs> I know, right? I tried to get yeah. one louder before. <laughs> how are good. you, sir? Good, good, good. Really good. Thank you for having me on board, brother. Appreciate well, it. Thanks for being on board. You've been a, a, a lifelong martial artist. You've been writing, directing, producing. I mean, you just do about everything. But before we get to any of that, let's let's start really from the beginning. Because what I understand is that you grew up in, in kind of a bad neighborhood, sort of like how I did. I grew up around Echo Park near near downtown and what have you. Uh, is right. is that what kind of inspired your your getting into martial arts and what have you as a child? Well, yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, uh, I was a I was fat kid. Fat kid. I mean, I used to love uh, grape soda and and Twinkies for breakfast. <laughs> and, right. And uh, my favorite meals, man. <laughs> and, and what happened is, uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, I grew up in these areas and I was always bullied. I was always picked on, very picked on. Mm. So so my self-esteem really was pretty bad. And still, I mean, you, you never recover. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Right. People say they recover, but you never recover. It's always a right. part of you. But you, you could choose to either make it, you know, a, a positive experience or you could, you could sink and, and, and turn very negative. 
Um, and 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 the perfect storm happened one year that one I discovered Bruce Lee and two I got my butt kicked big time. I got jumped by five gang members. Wow. And uh, and it was pretty bad. I mean I got eleven stitches over my right eye, stitches over my head, busted teeth, the whole nine yards. Wow. And uh, and and it was so bad that I had uh, literally literally I was afraid to leave my house for like three weeks. I could mm. not. I mean I was so afraid. And then, then the anger started building up, and then the, the you know, the obsession, everything else, and right, the four stages of grief. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, brother, it's it's really, it really messes you up. I don't wish it on anybody. But having said that, so what? That's right. what drove me. That is what drove me to where I am now, you know, right. which I'm excited about. Right. And uh, and so so I didn't do martial arts out of choice. It wasn't like, hey, you know, and I know a lot of friends and I respect the heck out of them. They do it right. for the art form, for the cause of the competition. I didn't do it. I just wanted to beat the shit out of people. I may not be honest. That's all I wanted to do it for. <laughs> well, tell me, how did you, how did you find your first teacher? Did you find your first teacher like we did in the old days, like in the Yellow Pages? Or did you know somebody? Yeah, no, no. I went to a local place, and here's what happened. It's so funny because I went to this place that they, in, in my area called the Japan Karate Federation, and right. after three months, I was so bad that the instructor, nice guy, I, I forget his name, and I apologize, but nice guy, but after three months, he told my father, you know what, in a nice way, you're wasting your time. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, so he says, you know, your, your wow. kid isn't, you know, he doesn't want to do it, and he's not into it, and so... So I quit that. Then I then I tried Taekwondo. Same thing. I mean, I failed right. at everything, brother. And right. um, it wasn't until years later that I started, you know, doing a lot of my own training. And then then I discovered which which became my my foundation, which was One Hop Kwondo with Sifu Eric Lee. Right. Um, he was he was doing a seminar, and I'd seen him in all these black belt magazines and all that stuff. And and I went to a seminar, and that was it. I was hooked, and that became right. kind of my foundation. You know, One Hop mm. Kwondo. Right. And uh and then, then I just expanded. Then it's you know, training in various other systems but but my core art is one up window. Right. With Eric Lee, yeah. Eric Lee is a great man. Yeah. I've met him several times. He's he's a fantastic teacher as well. So how did your training how did your training help you? I I mean I can tell you personally because I I know the experience. Please tell me the audience. How did how did your martial arts experience help you with your writing and your acting and your directing? Because I'm pretty sure that that must have really changed who you were. Well, you know what? I mean that without martial arts there is no art Camacho. I mean the bottom line is that I I started channeling all that grief, all that anger, all that insecurities into something very strong and very positive. And and how did it help me is, is um, basically I was training with with Steve Eric Lee, and out of the and I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be an actor. I really you know I I, I stink as an actor, but I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> and um, right. And I remember, as specifically as a matter of fact, I say it in my book. An uncle of mine sat sat, sat me down one day. He he because I was literally at sixteen. I was going to be a jeweler, believe it or not. My family had a jewelry business, and right. they, they were such a screw-up. They sent me up to Fresno to live with an uncle, <laughs> and uh, he was teaching me how to, you know, set diamonds. So I was literally doing diamond setting at 16, you know, and, and fine jewelry, you know. And um, and I told my uncle one day, and I, and I said, hey, you know what? I would really love to be in movies. You know, I, I have that, that dream. And, and he sat me down, and he was very, very nice, very nice. He loved me to death. And I'm paraphrasing what he said. He says, he says, mm-hmm. he says, son, you, uh, 
you're butt ugly. You have no calendar. You have no personality. Get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> so oh my god. Wow. I was it. The, the, the uncle who's a very successful uncle owns businesses and he loves you to death and he's telling you this stuff. So you're yeah. Yanks. Wow. So, so pretty much, I tell you, brother, I gave up. I, I gave up on that dream. I said, you know what? He's right. Mm. He's right. What the hell am I thinking? I'm, I'm a stupid, fat, new Mexican. What the hell am I going to be doing? <laughs> you know? And, uh, wow. And it wasn't years later. You know, it's so funny. I, I, I left Fresno, came back to L.A., and, and I got a job, part-time job at an Orange Julius, believe it or not. Orange Julius, because I wanted to go to college and I wanted to, you know, pay my bills, stuff like that. So right. at this place, it was, it was weird because, and, I, and I'm, I'll make it as brief as possible, but, but within, you know, within two weeks, people were just getting fired and quitting left and right. So I was promoted to, to assistant. Within a month, or I think one or two months, they made me manager. Because <laughs> just, uh, there was nobody left. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know. So here I was in my in my uh, you know at 17 I was I was managing this place and then uh, then I stayed there a couple of years and I thought you know this is life you know I'll be a manager I'll right. run a couple of Orange Julius stores and 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 I, I I I'm very good when I when I do something when I set myself to do something brother I am the best I really I I apply myself eat sleep and breathe eat sleep and breathe and so I had mastered the job so well within less than a year that. I was basically getting these, these part-time workers, showing them how to manage the store. So I didn't have to do shit. I just had to go right. in there and show up and <laughs> unlock the door. They'd run the whole store. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so, so at 20, brother, I, here I am. Every day I'd buy, once a week I'd go to the comic book store, buy my DC Marvel comics, and then go unlock the store, let somebody run it, and I'd sit in the toilet and take, you know, on the, reading my comic books. And that was my life. And I thought... <laughs> I tell you, brother, one day I, I'm sitting there on the toilet with my comic book in hand, and I had an epiphany. I said, what the hell? I'm, this is it. I'm washed up at 20. This is right. what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Right. And, and, and that's when, I, that's when the, the, the passion came back. That's when I thought, you know what? Hmm. So what if your butt ugly? So what if you got no person? Just give it a shot. Worst thing that can right. happen is they can tell you to go screw yourself. And, um, right. Then so what? So that's 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 basically the long story, long long answer to to you know to, to your question <laughs> is uh, through the martial arts. And then it just so happened that my instructor Eric Lee <laughs> called me right. up one day, you know, around this period of time, and he says, "Hey Art, you know, I'm doing this film with with this guy Don the Dragon Wilson, and um, you know, I had already done one or two films at by that point when when Eric Lee you know started calling me into films, but right. <clears throat> but nothing really hit. And he called me out of the blue. He says, hey, you want to make 50 bucks to get your butt kicked? I said, sure, absolutely. I'll pay you 50 bucks. <laughs> and, and, brother, that was it. And my one of my first action films was, was Ring of Fire. And um, wow. and like I told you, prior to this, I'd done a couple of films. I, 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 I co-starred in, in a forgettable movie called Chinatown Connection. And mm. um, so, so Ring of Fire, here we are on the set right. and, and basically having fun. Just it was like 30 or 40 of us in Chinatown, this big fight scene. We're choreographing it. And I had this kickboxer who we were supposed to fight and he beat us up. And so what happened is that he, he was really good, really good guy. But every time, you let's say, for instance, at one point, I'm supposed to run at him. He gives me a sidekick to the chest. Well, oh. great. He's, he's kicking hard. I'm flying back. But what happens is that each time the kick gets higher and higher each take. 
Oh no. So so it was getting kind of kind of scary. But for me, you know, again, I didn't care about the pain. So what I was doing, I was timing it. So I was so loose. By the time you made the impact, my body was just flying. I mean, like right, right doll, you know. Right. And and what happened that I think it was the third or fourth take, he actually hit me solid in the throat. Solid. Oh. I'm talking about had I, a brother. Had I taken that static, I would have. He would have crushed my windpipe. That's how hard it was. Wow. But you know. But what happened is that I was so, like I told you, I was very loose. So the minute the impact came, my body just went with it. So I was flying like, you know, three, four feet back or even longer. And I wow. stayed on the ground, you know, and uh, literally my, my feet were off the air, everything. And I stayed on the ground and I'm thinking in my head, I said, oh, shit, I screwed up. Maybe I got the timing wrong. I, I screwed up my first, you know, stunt job. And, and I'm lying on the ground and I don't hear cut. I don't hear cut because you're not supposed to move until you hear cut. Right. So here I am. It must have been just maybe a, a couple minutes, but it seemed like an hour. I'm thinking, oh, shit. Not only did I screw up this thing, I got fired on my first job. <laughs> I, I really thought I'd screwed it up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and I swear to God, I'm, I'm lying there. And then I, then I finally had the courage to open my eyes. And I look up, and there's like four or five people around me, including the director. And they're looking down at me. And I'm looking up at them. I was thinking I was fired. They were thinking I was dead. They didn't see me Well, that's a good turnabout right there. You know, <laughs> it yeah. seems like one of the reasons why you became a stunt man is because you survived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's true? I, I heard the uh, one of the producers, uh, you know, not talking to me directly, but they were doing more scenes, so they told Eric, hey, let's get that Mexican guy. He doesn't complain, and he takes pain. <laughs> you know, it works cheap. He doesn't complain. Let's get him in here. <laughs> so, so, so at that time right there, can, can you see yourself getting into stunt choreography yourself at that moment? Well, when did that kind of kick in for you? Like, hey, you know what? I think I can do this myself. No, never, never. That, that, that's really? the thing about my life. My life, to be honest with you, brother, my life, regardless of what your belief is, I believe in God, mm-hmm. and, and that's cool. If people don't. That's I, I, right. whatever they, whatever you know, terms. But, but, but God or whatever, whatever you call it, has put me in these circumstances where it's not a choice. It's not like I went out there and said, "Okay, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that." No, no. Mm-hmm. God propelled me. You know right. what happened is that after those that film. That company and another two or three companies started hiring me because I, I became very, very good, very good at what I do. Really, wow. you know, I, I'm a, in fights, screen fights. You know, actually, I was called the, the fight master by by a few magazines because I mean I could do it so fast and and, and well for film. <laughs> and so I got I did like twenty films back to back, and and uh, and I was very organized my because of my mm. management background, but very organized. So, right. so out of the blue, one director asked me, he says, hey, Art, do you want to choreograph, uh, you know, my, my next movie? And I'm thinking, I can't do that. I'm not a choreographer. What the hell am I, you know, thinking, you know? Then, right. then basically, <laughs> it pays so much. If you don't do it, we'll get someone else. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm doing it, brother. How much? I'm there. <laughs> and, and, you know, seriously, brother. And then, then about, you know, I did that. And it was very successful. Then about uh, 15 films later, well, about 10 films later, another producer-director who hired me to choreograph 
what, what, this is interesting because we were shooting at the Sands Hotel. We were shooting this film called To Be the Best. I was uh, acting in it, and I was also choreographing. We had like 32 fights total in the film, so that was very challenging. And, and we're on the top of the Sands Hotel, and out of the blue, he's the producer director. He looks at me. He says, Art, you're going to direct this. And all of a sudden, what? I mean, I, I turned I turn white. It's like, what are you nuts? What, what are you talking about, directors? <laughs> I, I, I'm just a choreographer. Right. And I, and this guy is a mean Syrian. Love him to death. He's my mentor. He, he gave me my career. He looks to the assistant director, who's also a director. He says, Jerry, you don't help him. He has to do it on his own. And then he leaves. I swear to you, brother. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> I wanted to jump. I wanted to jump off the building, brother. <laughs> you know? so it seems uh, like you were really in the right place at the right time for a lot of really great opportunities. Oh, my Lord. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. If you, you know, I, I'm just so blessed. I mean, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I, 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 things could always go better. Things could always be. You could have more money. You could have more of this, more of that. But right. at the end of the day, brother, I, you let's know, go, from, let's, from where I came from, you know, not too go, bad. Well, let's, let's let's go back a little bit. You know, when you first started finding success in, in films and his sons, how did your family respond then? Did they, did they respond any differently after that? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm um, estranged from most of my family. Hmm. Because, um, you know, uh, my, my parents divorced, and, and, and I was the firstborn of my father. And wow. so my mother left me here. Basically, hmm. she said, you know, you stay with your father. And she took all my brothers and sisters up, the, up north. Whoa. And that really hurt me because I was a mama's boy, you know? Right. And uh, and so so we were very estranged from each other. I mean, even right now, I mean, it's a very strange relationship with, with a lot of my family. But they always saw me as a loser, you know? Hmm. I was the, you know. Do you think, was, do you think really that sad. added to your eating? Do you think that added to your eating problem when you were younger? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm mm. telling you, man, being bullied, coming from a broken home, everything. Just, I mean, it was a perfect storm. It was wow. a perfect storm. Wow. And, uh, and and I say this not not out of self pity. I'm, I'm honestly, no. I swear to you, I, I'm no. <laughs> it made me what I am. Yeah, I that's not that's not what that's not how I'm seeing it at all. No. But that, but that takes yeah. a lot of strength to do that. Be estranged from your family, and still and still push through your entire life to become who you are today is is quite a great strength. Oh, thanks, brother. I, and you know, it, it, and that's the thing. It's a constant struggle. It's a twenty four seven struggle, and and that's why I always believe you have to eat, sleep, and breathe this thing. And and, uh, and, and those negative voices sometimes they come back at you. When you're not doing right. things aren't going so good, you know it's, it's so funny because it's easy, and I and I say this all the time because it's easy to right. have faith when things are going great. It is. It's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, I believe in God. <laughs> right, right. You know, no, I would. I would. Going through those challenges. Yeah. It is when you're going through those challenges that really touch you. I was telling somebody just the other day that I was I was watching this billionaire. She's on. She's on. Uh, yeah, she's done this publicly, but she was on Shark Tank. And she was oh, bullied yeah, yeah. when she was, yeah, she was bullied when she was in, in, in ballet as a child. And she's a billionaire, successful wow. woman. Nobody yeah. talks to her down. And she still feels <laughs> the effect of those ballet classes. And, and wow. it's, just, wow, you know, wow. it's, it's astounding how that works, how things from her past are going to affect you. And if you don't recognize it, it can destroy you. 
And you yeah. yourself recognized that it was hurting you and, and went about and, and worked on it. If you can tell your younger self something, so when you're at maybe at, not at your worst point, maybe getting close, what, would you, what kind of information would you tell your younger self about your future or about how to hang on? You know, I'd say, you know, shut the hell up, man up. <laughs> and so what? So what? You, you know, again, even for, even to the point where in, in romantic relationships, when I when the first two girls turned me down flat, flat. Right. I mean, you know, so I, I, I didn't feel that that love, that, that that thing. But so what? I mean, that's that's what I keep saying, and I keep saying to myself, oh well, uh, I didn't get this job. So what? I didn't do good. Hmm. So what? You know. I mean, you, 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 it's, it's more simpler than it sounds because your, your inside is eating you up. But yeah. I think that's what I would always tell them. You know, so what? Slap them across the head and quit, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Right. Do something. Right. You don't Stop like the it, pity party and keep on moving yeah. on. Yeah. Hmm. Just, you know you know what? I, I always believe, you know, go ahead and cry. Fall on your ass, cry a little bit, but then get back up. Hmm. Then get back up, wipe the tears from your face, and dust, your, dust the dirt off your ass, and, and just get back up. That's that. That it's a very simple thing. I mean, it's simple, but it's hard to do because emotionally, I told you, I am still, <laughs> believe it or not, I mean, I don't see myself as a guy that's within the magazines or the movies or this or the awards and the knighting and all that stuff. After right. Camacho, that, that, that's something that, that I see apart from me. It's, 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 it's right. weird to say. I'm not a nut job. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're yeah. saying. It's, it's, more, it's more of what people see and a representation of you. But the personal you yeah. is just slightly different. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the person of me. I feel it's hard for me to get over that that fat little kid from the barrio. It's just, right. you know, I, I uh, you know, when people, even you right now, I mean, doing this interview is, is I'm so honored because I mean, yeah. you know, why would anybody be interested in talking to me? <laughs> and and that's why people want to talk to you. You know, nobody wants to talk to somebody. You, you know what I mean? Who feels like they are the the ace in the hole. People want to talk to people who who ha, are still working on themselves, who are still developing, who can give you not advice but life experience through conversation and, and share their lives with you, and you become a richer person. That's what we're no, doing right you, now with, with with you. If we had somebody who had an ace in the hole, I don't think we would learn a damn thing because they're they're riding so high all the time. I mean, how how do they self reflect? It, it's it's hard for me to even imagine. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man. So going it's, into the future uh, now, go ahead, sir. No, please continue. No, no. I mean, you know, <clears throat> just just one side note is that when when I wrote this book, in fact, I got to send you a copy. But <laughs> I, 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 I did it. a book uh, a year ago, a year and a half ago, and I got tricked into doing it. I was interviewed for uh, <laughs> for the Martial Arts Museum, and the guy sent Michael Matsuda, a good good buddy. I love him to death. He uh, he basically tricked me. He's, he he said he kept that telling me we got to do a book, got to do a book. I said hell no, no way. We're not going to sell one copy. Are you nuts? And uh, <laughs> he got those damn transcripts. He transcribed it and he says here's your book. Go ahead and add to it, or I'm just going to print as is. Oh shit! <laughs> no choice. No choice, brother. Oh, you had to get in there. We we got you in the Martial Art Hall of Fame, don't we? Also have you in there as well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, Mike. That's Mike Matsuda. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, nice. and, and, and a few other things. But the thing was, and I'll tell you, man. He, he, you've heard of Dragon Breath, right? Or have you? Oh yeah, of course, of course. <clears throat> well, well, he says, okay. Here, after he tricked me into doing the book, 
he tricked me into putting my mug on the cover. And I said, no, put a kicking, <laughs> do a punching. No, 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 no. I said, come on, Michael. I look ugly as shit. Come on. <laughs> so he does that. And here I am with this damn, my damn mug on the book. And, and right. I'm being totally honest with you right now. And then he says, okay, you're going to go Dragon Quest. I'm going to give you the premier location there to sell your book. I said, no, don't do this to me, man. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? I said, it seems you know like... Oh, you know many people who want to help you out. You know many people who want to be there for you. <laughs> I know, but I tell you, brother. I mean, number one, doing a book. Number two, putting your damn ugly mug on the book. And then number three, putting you in the <laughs> dragon fist, right? What, what is the I name? What is the name of your book? book? It's called The Filmmaker's Journey. The Filmmaker's Journey. And you said you couldn't sleep the night before. I could not sleep the night before, buddy. I was thinking, okay. Number one, nobody's going to come to the table, which is fine, which is fine. But I said, right. God darn it. Okay, if I sell two books, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'll, I'll close up shop and get the hell out of there. Right. Um, and I, I, I get there and, and had somebody who was helping me. They set up the book. And then damn Michael puts this big-ass poster of my damn mug and Art Camacho's books. <laughs> I told him, shit, 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 shit. Oh, God, God. You know, I'm, I'm being awesome. Mind. That was so wow, man. I'm so happy. We ended for up you. selling, you know, uh, that weekend. We ended up so blessed. We ended up selling almost two, two, three, and two, a couple of like 150, 200 books that weekend. Right? Wow. The, the two That's a lot. I was shocked, 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 shocked. Wow. Shocked. I swear to you, I thought if I sell five books, ten books tops, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Five or ten, you know. ten books would be sold in the first five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's funny. I, I think it's cute the way you see yourself. It's really cute. It's very, it's very, in, it's very interesting. No, people want to oh. see you. And for the same reason I told you before, you know, you are self-reflective. You do look back at your past. You do have something to teach. You do have something to pass on. And that's incredibly important to people, especially in these days right now, where there, there seems to be a lack of mentorship or reflection on, on how to overcome certain things. And you're one of those personalities. I mean, even the first 30 minutes of our conversation is, a, is, a, is so much information for young people to understand uh, what you've been through. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. You know, and, and, and to me, I'll be honest with you, it's about paying it forward. And, and I, I, I still, not as much anymore, but I used to do a lot, go to churches, go to schools, Right. Um, and it just, and again, and seriously, the bottom line, bottom line, if anybody can walk away with anything is, oh, well, my parents don't love me. My girlfriend dumped me. So what? Uh, right. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm fat. So what? Do something about it. I mean, right. cry. Get it out of your system. Because I do that. I do that. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. I mean, I get depressed and I still go through get depressive episodes in my life. But so mm. what? You know, I right. got to move on. Do you give yourself a couple minutes to, to like get into that depression or do you just try to shrug it off as quickly as possible? Well, it's not out of my, my not even out of my, it's not a choice that I have. I have mm. to deal with it, you know, right. I deal with it. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's short, sometimes it's longer, but you know, then I get up and go. <laughs> right. <laughs> go, right. Go, go. Right. No, do you contribute? Do, do you attribute a lot of your success because you have you have a lot of credits. I mean, a lot of credits. Do you associate a lot of those credits to that belief of just keep your keep your 
you know, Kulo moving, just keep on moving, keep on getting it done? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Because it's, it, it, I found that as much as proactive as, as I am, as we are, it's mm-hmm. really, a lot of it is, is, is out of our hands. I can't right. dictate what you think or what you believe. We'll give you an idea. <laughs> Last year, actually, I'm get, having a, I mean, a film of mine premiered in Russia this, this uh, next month on the 24th. Uh, I shot – last year, I was in Russia directing a Russian movie, a period piece. It wasn't an action film. It was a period wow. movie. It was a love story about soccer, you know. And how crazy is that? Art That's insane. That's a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're 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 in you're in Russia directing a film. I was in Russia. Yes, I was in Moscow. Wow, it's a Russian language film. I mean, it had some English in it, but uh, it was it was primarily ninety percent Russian. So, what can we expect from you from the future? What, what what do we have coming up, coming out? What are you working on now? Well, right now, I I have a couple of uh, different projects that I'm that I'm developing that we're probably going to be shooting in a well uh, three projects. Well, the one in Russia is called Wild League. That's being premiered in Russia. I'm Wild not sure League. when the U.S. Be. Yeah, it was a big, uh, it was a big, big, uh, big Russian production with some of the biggest Russian stars. It was amazing. It was nice. amazing, brother. It was one of the best experiences I've had shooting films in 25 years. It was awesome. really wonderful. And then, wonderful. then while I was down there, I was talking to Steven Seagal because he lives down there, you know. So we were just talking kung fu. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's fun. How crazy That's is awesome. that, brother? That is crazy. Mario, okay? <laughs> you know, not, not, awesome. but 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 here's here's the thing, that Russian film didn't come about because all of a sudden you know I'm going to do a film in Russia. I was right. going to do a film in the Philippines, an action mm-hmm. film. This friend of mine, Alexander uh, Nevsky, he basically called me up and he says, "Hey, Arnold, I want you to do my next film," and and things didn't come together in time. Then I understood that's the business. A month later, he calls me up. He goes, they are. Do you want to go to Russia? I have a film that I'm producing. I said, really? Okay. So I read the script, and it was good. It was good. It's a great story, great story. But I'm thinking, you know, where's the action? I mean, why are you thinking of me? So then the the, the Russian uh, main producer flew down, and we met in and, and Beverly Hills and had lunch. And, and I started telling him about my impression of the story, and he loved my take on it, and that was it. Literally, wow. you know, within a month, I was in Russia shooting, you know, shooting the film. You know, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's not out. Of, it's, it's 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 my life has been that way. I mean, so many things I could plan and plot, and and it's fifty fifty. But the, but things come out of the blue, out of the blue, brother. And, and you know, it seems like a lot of things didn't necessarily fall in your lap. It seems like you were at the right place at the right time, but also the way you handled the situation really molded and folded the way that things were going to progress forward. I think so. I, I think so. And and it is, it is because I think subconsciously you're, you're doing all this stuff. That's, that's why I told you, that's why it's important to get up and, 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 and not, not have that pity shit all the time because subconsciously you got to keep putting it out there. Subconsciously right. you got to keep putting it out there. The more you put out there, the more positive, the more green. I mean, my, my, my motto, my motto has been for the last three years now is live the dream. Live the dream. Right. You know, eat, sleep, and breathe. Live the dream. That's it, right. man. And that's what, I, that's what I do. I mean, when I get down, I just look back and I look forward. I get up and go. 
you know, God, God, you know, as long as I have, and, and, and seriously, man, every day I train hard. I, I don't give up. I, you know, I feel pain. I feel whatever. So what, hmm. you know, and, and but, right. but, you know, going back to what your comment was that it seems, yes, on the surface, it's like being small, you know, being at the right place at the right time. But the, the work underneath all that mm-hmm. is, is the constant belief and the constant faith and the constant struggle within your spirit, within your soul. And that's what I think brings about the change in life, you know, at least in my right. life. You know? Well, Mr. Camacho, it was it was an honor to have you on the show. I, I can talk to you forever about almost every subject possible, and there's plenty more that I'd love to talk to you about in the future. But I think you gave us more than enough for us to feast on for the next uh, you know day or two. Thank you so much for being on the show, sir. How can we how can we look you up? How can we research you? If somebody right now says I want more Art Camacho, what could they do? They can go to my Instagram account, which is okay. uh, official Art Camacho, or Facebook, and uh, and those are the best way. I, I really am very you know responsive to to those mm. two two uh, two mediums, you, and um, and people can find out more about me on imdb.com if they want to see the, you know what kind of projects I've done. Right. Well, you've honored all of us with your presence. Thank you so much oh, for God being here you. today. God bless you as well. Thank you so much for everything. We're going to go into a song right now as I go on to the other line here to, to say goodbye to Mr. Camacho, but let's listen to Angel. Thank you, brother. Well, that's Angel. I hope you like that song. This has been a great episode, has it not? I mean, I, I'm walking away very positive. Art Camacho, I mean, read his book, watch his movies, a spectacular human being. Check him out on IMDb. Uh, do the best you can. But what I really loved 
about this episode was it's the second time, same thing with Hal Rudnick last week, about how people opened up about their family and shared information that otherwise we wouldn't have gotten that opened up the spectrum of who these people are. Art Camacho saw himself as, as a an obese young child. Perhaps he did have some weight on him, but and it still falls into this day. Look at how this great man, very humble, works extremely hard, very well respected, is a little bit on the tepid side when it comes to his, his popularity. Now that's what you call a great person. Somebody who's not defined by what they've done in film or in movies or in television, but they're defined by how they live their life. How they overcame a lot of the penalties and punishments of existence. Those are the difficult things. How do, be, how do I become a better person despite the fact that I'm angry at the world? I heard a little of that. Did you? How do I move on despite the fact that I don't feel like I deserve to move on or I've earned the, the right to move on? I heard all the right answers there as well. Just keep on going. Keep on fighting. You don't have many choices. Keep on going. Mr. Camacho, it was a honor to have you on this show, and thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. On Cinema Files Radio, we try to bring people together, artists together, and see what makes them tick. But more than anything, see what makes them successful. Maybe not their drive, maybe not their money, maybe not their skill, maybe not even their passion. But maybe sometimes the things they need to overcome to become the people that they are, to become the strong human beings that they always wanted to become. I keep on hearing time and time again about how hard people are working, and I'm so happy. All right, thank you all for listening to Cinephiles Radio this this weekend. I'm so looking forward to uh, seeing all of you, listening to all of you, reading from all of you next week. I'm signing off. This is Steve Pisa for Cinephiles Radio. Today's episode was Art Camacho. I'll see you next week. Have a blessed, blessed day. Thank you.